0: Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at all marketing school and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early-stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon, so make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. I am very excited because today we're talking to a fellow founder, and actually a co-founder, I should say, and CEO. And I'm really excited to talk to marketers and I could talk to marketers all day long. However, I also love to talk to founders, especially the ones of small businesses that still have a lot of decision making and a lot of conversations around marketing and content. Because I believe that it can be a great point of reference for people that don't have a marketing team or struggle to see themselves investing in a marketing team just yet and just want to understand how can they deepen their message especially when it comes to their brand. And this is where Stefan from Shot Like You Give a Damn comes in. Not only we cover the importance of purpose and messaging, but we also dig deep into how to communicate your values to your audience in a way that sticks. And I believe that especially if you are a founder, but not just, you are going to love this one. Just to introduce you to the man himself, Stefan is an ethical entrepreneur who loves connecting with and learning from like-minded people because he had learned that we can change the world alone. And that's why he chooses to invest the majority of his time in making connecting with like-minded people as easy as possible with three mission-driven projects. The Entrepreneurs Network, a vegan business network. The Evolution, plant-based business platform. And finally, Shop Like a Give a Damn, which is an incredible ethical marketplace, which we will be talking about today. I really hope you get excited to better understand the purpose of your brand learn about content pillars, and even different levels of engagement when it comes to your audience and customers. This is a great chat, and Stefan is an amazing guy, so I really hope you're going to love this and take so much away from it. May today's class begin. Good day, everyone. Good day, Stefan. How are you?
1: I am very well, thanks for
0: asking. I was really excited to be introduced to your new office that I thought was minimal, but actually it's just new. That's why we are, remind us again, where, where are you talking from? As in, where is your actual laptop? Is it on, on a, on a was it?
1: It's now on a box of a, a, a monitor, an LED monitor, uh, 32 inch, and it's on the box and I'm on a very, well, very crappy chair because the actual chairs haven't arrived yet. <laughs>
0: I was talking to you about sometimes that we forget that, you know, especially as small businesses, you know, you have an element of, kind of flexibility, but then also sometimes you have to make do and you're kind of like, you know, we're just going to get in and then things are going to arrive. We're just going to pretend to be feng shui and nobody needs to know <laughs> unless unless they're listening to the podcast, in which case they will know.
1: Yes, know. Uh, it's very important as well, of course. <laughs>
0: So first, thank you so much again for having a chat and thank you so much again for introducing us again, not just on shop Like You Give a Damn, but also the whole concept and also a bit of like the journey as well. I find that, um, as I was saying to you before we went on, when you are a small business, when you run a small business, you find that you will have still a team, but everybody will be very involved in every different area because that's what you want to do. And I know that it's quite natural because it just happens, it just things cross, and This is why I love to talk to marketers, but I also love to talk to founders because you know the messaging will come across the marketing, but the messaging also comes from you. So if I were to ask you easy questions to start, obviously, what would be the core messaging of shop like you give a damn as a brand if you were to give me in let's say a couple of sentences? Because it might be hard to get in just one.
1: So if you look at what we base everything we do around, like basically our core business, our 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 heart if you will it's about uh, vegan fair sustainable inclusive and social social being something uh, about giving back Um, so that's basically everything we stand for and our messaging is all about that so when we you know shoot out a message into the world it's always about at least one of those five pillars Uh, a lot of the time they intersect uh, as intersectionality goes. And what we try to do is make it as easy as possible for everyone in the world to actually buy vegan fair, sustainable, uh, inclusive, and social. So that's that, that's what we are all about.
0: I'm gonna ask you a question about pillars because I love, and that's usually I would start anything whether I'm working with clients, but also, you know, we're all marketing school. We're all about the element of understanding the values and putting on the forefront. But again, I think for a smaller brand or for somebody that starts with a big purpose, is easier. But it's not automatic for everyone. I think there's still some small companies out there that are kind of working backwards and they're like, wait a second, we know what we're offering. We know who we're offering it to. But if people ask, okay, what makes this difference when it comes to our value and what the company is about? We just don't know. And I was wondering whether, because of this strong message, you know, everything is combined with what you do and what you offer, what came, chicken on an egg, what came first? Is it the idea shaped the pillars or then you kind of had the pillars already that's what you wanted to create and you built the brand and the products around them?
1: Well, it actually, so, so I just, you know, we have five pillars, right? I just, just um, and we started with one. So uh, we started with, uh, with me being frustrated by the fact that as a vegan, it's really hard to find clothing shoes, et cetera, where you are certain there are no animals, you know, involved in a, in a production uh, chain. And what happened is I was so frustrated I, that I thought, you know, it, it went from frustration into an idea, into a business. Uh, but when you, when we started working in the business, it was like, Hey, wait, if we're not, not exploiting animals, we shouldn't be exploiting people. We shouldn't be exploiting the environment and going further. We were like, Hey, we need to basically black lives matters happened and we're a kind of a white company with, you know, having a good ethical heart, of course, but it, it wasn't on our radar per se, and then Black Lives Matter happened, Black Lives Matter happened, and that, that came on our radar, and we started thinking about that, learning a lot, reading a lot, watching videos, talking to people, and then, uh, you know, the, the giving back also came, so you can do something beautiful as a brand, right? So, so basically, they developed. It was like more, not chicken, egg, but more, there was chicken, and then it grew into it, or there was an egg, and it grew into a chicken. It was more like that. I would say yeah it was a, it was a process. We didn't start with the five pillars. We started with with one pillar with one idea that grew into 14 criteria that grew into 31 criteria and that was circled back to the five pillars under which those 31 criteria you know hang.
0: I love that. I'm gonna go back a bit deeper into the question again and I'm kind of wondering how did it go when it came to actually having that messaging to your audience as the pillars who are developing because I, I believe that, you know, it's good to actually show that the growth of the brand and almost, you know, you can go two ways about it. You can just develop them and that's it. Or you can say in light of what we have learned or in light of, I'm going to call them shortcomings, but you know what that can mean. Like the things that we haven't really taken into account, we want to now also add the element of focus. And I find that it makes a difference when you understand how you want to do that than just kind of like coming back one day and being like, hi, we do pencils. I was looking at that. We do pencils and tomorrow we're going to start, you know, talking about environmental intersectionalists, why? Because, and you're like, people can see that and I think the audiences can really see that and be like, I don't understand why that matters to you. I'm glad that it does, but are you really doing it for the right reasons? So I was kind of wondering how did you shape those, that communication with the audience about the new values and the little things that you're doing as a brand?
1: I think that's, that for us that was easy because, because you know, uh, veganism is an ethical standpoint. So you're, you're basically trying not to harm And we just on our journey, we learned there are a lot of ways you can harm and we just started reducing the ways in which we harm and that those ways just have names like, uh, you know, treating people fair, like sustainability, like inclusivity, etc. So for us, it was actually on the core topic, because if you think about it, I said veganism, but actually that's what we always say, but actually it was more ethical. Right? that was our core and that still is our core. So if it, underneath those five pillars there's actually one beating heart, one core, one, one big thing and that's the ethics of it all and uh, not trying to harm just trying to live a good life I guess if you want to put it that way and um, so basically everything was on topic on brand every time but we phrased it indeed like you said we phrased it in a way where we, hey we learned this or have you ever thought about that and we go on a learning journey and we take everybody with us and we are we are a brand, and we're not uh, uh, we, we're not a face brand. It's not like me or Kim or, or Alex, one of my uh, co-founders, are like a, on the social media uh, channel with their face all the time. But we are as a team uh, constantly you know tagging, letting people tag along on our on our journey, and we're we're trying to increase this as well because. After four years, we Shoplike Give Them, the first idea was like a little bit more than four years ago. And we launched two years ago, a little bit over two years ago. And we've been learning so incredibly much about everything in the world, basically. And it's and, and still, we're learning every day. So it's a constant journey. You can always, you know, t- let people l- talk with people and, and and go on a journey together, a learning journey, if you will.
0: I want to ask you something on this now as well, because I love the fact that you, you're you you are like a nice group of co-founders and like, like the core team is, is is bigger. And, you know, that sometimes you would have the person that goes solo and then brings people with them. And I was kind of wondering, how do you find the balance or how do you get the input when it comes to the different things to focus on or the different ways that you want to go about? Is it more of a case of we've got somebody, whether it's, again, another co-founder or like social media or marketing manager that kind of brings these things based on the conversation or is it you guys actually still having quite a lot of way because I think having brand is different and sometimes it's hard to see actually who is the one that maybe has the ideas or the ones to kind of jump in because obviously being having so many people as the face of the brand almost without having the face of a brand can be really interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, if I understand, so, so basically you're, you, what you're saying is what what drives the change within the company, right? That's the question. What uh, drives the-
0: yeah, it was more, Yeah, kind of between that and also what drives the marketing choices almost? Who is the person or, you know, is it more uh, collaborative thing or you're actually somebody that you rely on to more?
1: Uh, well, it's an interesting question. I would say, so we have three co-founders. We have Kim, Alex, and me. Alex is like the technical dude. So he, he, he is not, you know, doing a lot on the marketing department. Kim uh, has a marketing background and I have a marketing background as well, but we're totally different. She's like the thinker, the more the analyst, she goes in deep and I'm like strategy, high level uh, thinker. And what a lot of the time happens is it's actually the team, we're with a team of 17 people now, or sorry, uh, 18 since yesterday, we're with a team of 18 and everybody has their own, well, things they they, they find extra important. So one person, uh, except for one person, bar one person, everyone is vegan, for instance. But one is, uh, we have one person who was like super into zero waste, one who was super into the whole anti-racism, one is super into intersectionality in general. So everybody has their own thing they bring in. And what we do is we try to help each other learn more. So we, you know, we communicate a lot about these topics uh, during lunch and other uh, fun, fun moments. And we as a company, we just learn and and pivot and shift with it. So it's basically, it's, it's us all together, I would say. And of course, we have people, you know, managing the socials and and inputting the stuff, but we have people creating blogs, writing blogs, but people making images for those blogs, people proofreading those images, and then people who are managing the social, but also writing the captions. So it's a whole team of different people doing different things. And they all add their own little flavor, their own insight, their own perspective. And I would say it's a team effort. Totally. Um, Yeah, totally team effort.
0: Because I think I assume because I'm a marketer, and you're a marketer too. In a way, obviously, as you said, that's your background. So obviously, that's still what I do a lot. uh, But also because of what I, I, the fact that I do it, I even want to manage my brands. I still have a lot of impact and it's kind of good and input. And it's kind of good in a way. Also need to be mindful, I think, sometimes or just letting people run with it. But there are some founders, there are some people that are like, nah, this is not for me. I don't like marketing. You take it, you move along with it. You know the messaging. And I think it's always interesting because I personally, that's what I want to hear your opinion. It's almost like a double-edged sword. I'm excited about the marketing. So I want to be really involved and I love to be able to help and assess and analyze with the team, but also. I wanna make sure that then, because I know that I can do it, I don't do too much of it. And then I don't focus on the other element of growth. Obviously you said you've got three co-founders, co- so it oh. might be easier for you, but I'm wondering.
1: Yeah, so so how it works for us is uh, I like marketing, but I'm actually too busy for marketing. <laughs> it's it's weird, like being a CEO is actually a job. I, who, who knew? But, <laughs> but how it works for us is Kim, uh, one of the co-founders. She's basically, as uh, she likes to call herself, our ethics officer. And so we have like this ethical framework, and this this is of course the five pillars and the 31 uh, criteria underneath those five pillars, and they basically steer everything. So because we're, we're not too scared to let other people create stuff, because they are all on the same page. You know when they're you know not sure sure they have the document, and what happens then is they create something, and it's always Kim looking at it uh, and, and giving it a go ahead or you know uh, helping them out. And because especially when you have new interns or new employees, even if they're the smartest, most ethical person in the world. They're not per se on our brand style and our tone of voice. So you need to really you know, edu- educate them. You need to like, you know, really um, it's basically, it's it's a little bit like raising children, right? You need to be precise. You have to repeat yourself a lot and make sure they are on board with your ethical standards, I guess, yeah.
0: If I could, and if people could see me, I will literally do a mini happy dance from one side to the other, because that makes me really happy. Obviously people do in different ways, but what this reminds me of is, you know, you know, you would have your brand identity sheet or document or whatever. And that kind of most brands tend to have that because you usually have a designer that does it. But I think still a lot of brands still struggle first with having an actual mission or tone of voice sort of document or guideline. So you're giving me steroids there because you're giving me the values as well as a big part of it with also all the principles. And I think if more companies, especially companies that already have an ethical edge, they have like a really strong kind of like, you know, impact standpoint, thought about this and actually wrote or created something that is useful for the team, When you're scaling, you're 18 people. So when you're scaling, it's so much easier, as you say, to trust them. And I love the fact that it's not a case of not trusting people to run with it, but it's actually you being, you know, almost wise enough and kind of like in poor thinking to give them something so that if they feel like they're not sure, they got somewhere to go. And trust me, so many brands still don't have that. And I I know that comes from the fact that you have a big marketplace. So, you know, everything has to be, but I think even smaller brands can benefit from something like this, just to help them out remembering kind of what can people say and how can they present it?
1: And exactly. Because, you know, it, an idea, it, it comes from a brain or, or a collection of brains and they talk to each other and something, you know, comes into existence, but it, it then it starts evolving. And then you have like all these people, some people like being on a team and on the, on the same journey for one, two or three or four, 10 years, whatever. And you have like this language and this, this, this understanding with each other that things are a certain way and you understand each other and everything goes smoothly. But then you onboard somebody new, this person does not have that journey. They can have like the same ethical DNA basically, but it doesn't mean they, they have the same history of 10 years or five years or whatever years or months as the rest. So you really need to educate the people. Uh, and it's, it helps a lot if you have like a document explaining everything, which they can use as, let's say a Bible, uh, to go back to. It. And, and of course, even with that uh, brand style document or moral code or uh, whatever you want to call it, it, it's still going to be hard because it's still, you know, you still have to interpret it. You still have to look at it and, 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 and try to feel what it's meant by when somebody wrote it down. And maybe this person even didn't write it down really well. So it's always a journey. So for us, it's, it's been a, it's, it's been kind of hard because it's a lot of people, You want to have on this on the same, you know, know, everybody has to be on the same um, on the same page. And that's really hard, especially when you're starting to produce a lot of content. And for for us, the hardest thing is, is finding someone we can educate in such a way that they are basically almost on the same level as Kim. So Kim can say, OK, I now have another person who has who lives and breathes our ethical codes. Our, our pillars and uh, make the same choices I do, but only in a different flavor. Different flavor is okay, but the basis has to be the same because we as a brand ooze out a specific five and it needs to be that five because that's a five we chose because we believe that this is the five that's going to be, if, if we infect a lot of people with this five, you know, good Corona reference, then the world will be better for it because it, our ethical you know compass is, is so strong and it's so much. It goes so much further than a lot of brands we've, we've, you know, competitors we've, have seen, but also just brands we sell. A lot of people just don't know, and that's not because they, they are not good people, but because it's so much to learn, and it's, it's, it's a full time job to know about these things, and that's why we have that ethical officer, that person who helps us, you know, who keeps us fresh, and uh, and facilitates uh, learning experiences in the company.
0: I love that. Can you tell me a bit more about? what they actually do because I think it's really fascinating and it's something that you were suggested to actually or someone sorry you were suggested to introduce somebody that you introduced naturally how did that work actually
1: How, how we we started doing this like this this way it just went organic because we we feel like I said we have an ethical compass and when you start you know sailing that route off with that compass it's you just encounter all these things you're not sure about. And then you start asking questions and you start having discussions. And the more people you onboard, the more discussions you have and they bring in new perspectives and you learn again or you learn something from them and they you learn something from you. And it's a, it's a so it's not per se that we went out and said, okay, we're going to do it like this or this or this or just going to be the strategy or we have very strict learning policy where everybody has to, I don't know, read 20% uh, percent of the day and read these articles or these blogs or these books. We just, you know, It just went, It evolved like this,
0: I guess. I love that. You also mentioned right before this, you also mentioned that you produce a lot of content, which I appreciate, especially again, the marketplace element I found I used to work moons ago for an event marketplace platform, so kind of like event brand but smaller so i understand you know like when you have a lot of content from different people you know you also want to spotlight them you want to you know you want to showcase the people that are part of the brand within the brand so i was kind of wondering from that perspective well, this is who you are is there any type of content that either resonates best with you as obviously brand or something that you really focus on or something that has worked really well you can choose any of these pointers <laughs>
1: All right, so, so we, we mostly sell fashion, clothing, shoes, et cetera. So um, what we see is that there's a lot to talk about regarding the fabrics and the production processes and the people working in, in, in the industry. Are they getting a living wage or not? So to give you an example, people who are working in fashion and are creating the clothes, the actual the, 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 the seamstresses, et cetera, uh, only two percent in the world earns a living wage, which is considered something that you would earn to have a, a simple life. Uh, you know, um, being able to feed your children, uh, send them to school, and actually maybe save some money for a vacation once a year. That's like, and that's like the bare minimum. and only two percent in the world makes that. The rest just bare minimum. Sometimes minimum wage, and minimum wage, a lot of the times is it's like a sixth of living wage. So uh, it's it's kind of harsh, and these topics are, you know, not fun topics, but they are important and they need to change. And they will only change if enough people know about them. So what we mostly do when we, when we, you know, create content together with our brands or sellers on our platform, we try to highlight how they do it, how they do it better than the average brand does it. And that, you know, that creates good content because then you first, you have to like, you, you have like the benchmark say, hey, this is how it's doing and normally in the world is being done. And then this is how we do it. And that's why we are a little bit more expensive or that's why our stuff is better for X or I or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I would say the delta between, you know, the, the difference between how, how it should be, how it, how it is and where the brands are because there's there's is no such thing as a, um, a, a perfect brand. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as sustainable consumption. It, I mean, if you consume, you take from the earth and it will take a lot of years before it's like replenished. So I would say just... Telling the, the real stories and, and, and shining a light on how it is uh, in, in the good sense, how it is in the bad sense and where it has to go and, uh, and, and the journey the brands are on to get there.
0: I love that. I'm a big fan of storytelling across the board anyway. Obviously, that's why I also run a community with Creative Impact because I love to be able to hear and tell the stories of our members. And I think there's a lot of, of power within that. And I love what you mentioned that obviously I'm going to now you know, use your words so you can say, it's not what I meant. But there's an element of, you know, you want to talk about topics that maybe are harder or topics that maybe are not so uh, compelling at some points. In your case, it's more like topics that, you know, are are quite serious and and they're quite important, but you want to do it with an element of levity to get people to actually want to listen without feel like they're being preached on. And I believe that it's just that kind of fine level of being able to provide that. And storytelling does that because, as you say, you can lead by example, which I think can be easier because some people love to know the ins and outs, but that we have to remember. And I want to hear your opinion, actually, because obviously there's the ethical and the vegan element. And it's almost like getting out of the bubble of just talking to the people that are already joining the course. It's great. It's excellent because you've got advocates that can spread the word. But I think sometimes, especially when you're a more niche brand or when you're like having very specific market target audience, we need to remember that we have other people and so these are the people, the people that are not necessarily making any change yet that can actually make a massive difference because, you know, they, are not, they don't know how to do it. So I wanted to hear your opinion on kind of finding that balance between obviously talking to, preaching to the converter, as they say, and also, you know, opening up to other people and really broadening that audience as well.
1: Yeah, so what I've learned, a few things, of course, you know, the, the whole, the way capitalism is now shaped isn't healthy. But what, is, what, what it does facilitate is people buying what they want. And there's this big thing, which in marketing is, of course, like a mantra, like convenience is king, right? People love convenience. They, they love making their life easier. And they're not per se about uh, making their own life harder. So they're not per se about watching really hard documentaries or reading uh, maybe a little bit tough pieces or seeing photos, you know, with a lot of... Pain and uh, suffering—they don't want to see it. So what we've experienced is that people, actually, most of the time, most people just you know want to have a comfortable life because life is hard enough as it is, and that's and that's totally understandable. But there's a lot of people who are like feeling this this that something's not quite right. They're not feeling fulfilled, or they don't know what they want with their lives, and they start to go on a journey, and some end up in Buddhism, some end up somewhere else uh, doing something for uh, an NGO or whatever but in, in a lot of cases because the internet uh, also facilitates a lot of sharing of knowledge and, and data that wasn't uh, as easily ac- accessible, uh, accessible you know earlier on like let's say 20 years ago a lot of people are more educating themselves but slowly and, and, and I think it always starts with one dr- drop right the, the bucket isn't full until it's full but you know it has to start with the first drop. And what we try to do is uh, we have three angles we try to work on. We have the, I mean, I'm I'm not on the content team, so I'm gonna try to do this by heart. But we have three um, levels of communicating. We have the elevate where we try to elevate their spirits, uh, and that's to basically make sure that we don't always educate, uh, educate, elevate, and what was the other one? It was basically engage, I guess. It's engaging with the community. So we were on the forefront, like having discussions, talking with people, learning from them. We're educating people. And then because those basically both topics are super heavy and most of the time, you know, uh, surround topics that are not fun. We have the elevate element as well. So what we try to do is, and, and, and within those three, educate, elevate, and, um and engage, there's within those three, we have different levels of super deep, Hefty, big research documents, and we have a little simple GIF or a, a little like mini infographic on, on Instagram that just shows the tip of the iceberg, just a little thing that maybe, maybe sparks somebody's curiosity, and then they will read the caption. And the caption is like a, a, another, short, a little bit longer version of the actual article. And maybe they'll only see the image, maybe they'll, they'll only see the caption, but maybe they'll be curious enough to click and do the research article. And when they see that, there's going to be tons of links and, you know, w- which will lead you further down a rabbit hole. So, so what we do is we try to keep it light, try to balance out our content and within the content, we also try to. Uh, you know, keep it in different levels of, of snackable content versus really research stuff. So I think that's kind of how we work.
0: I love that. Again, I like I, I nice structure. So it's okay. kind of nice, you know, it, it it's kind of nice to see it as we got the different levels, because the the, big, the educational piece is so important, that understanding of what you do, what you do, it's so important. So it's finding a way to actually be able to talk to different people, depending on where they're at. And I think it also shows an extra level of care for your audience to be like I you know, we appreciate that not everybody can read like a whole 17 piece essay. So yeah. we want to just give you like an understanding of why it's important that this changes. And then, you know, as you say, you throw a gift, you throw a meme every so often, and you know, everybody cracks a laugh. And I think it's it's that reminder, and it's also something that I talk a lot to brands, especially also with all marketing school, obviously, is we don't, you know, if you have a value, if you have a purpose, if you have a purpose-driven element you don't have to feel like your audience is not going to get it because they're going to deem it as boring because it's not that. And I think it's like, Oh, I don't want to sound then too uptight. or I don't want to sound like too pushy or whatever. And I'm like, you, you don't, you just care. And you know, if you can show your audience why you care and make sure that they can understand it by meeting them halfway, then they will listen. And I think that's very important. So thank you for mentioning that because it's a good reminder for everyone. Now, I have one more question for you. We've got so many like people are going to start building bread bibles. They're going to start building like levels for audiences. You gave them so much to do. So thank you for that already. Um, <laughs> but I'm a, bit, I'm a bit more of um, on one of my favorite questions that probably we, we asked you before as well, but I'm going to ask it again. I'm going to open it to you. You choose the industry. What is the one piece of advice in the industry that you disagree with and why? You can take entrepreneurship. You can take vegan. You can take ethical. Just let us know which angle. And let us know which one is a piece of advice you don't agree
1: with. I disagree with. So I don't know. It's that's a hard question. I didn't have that one prepared uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> have any? Actually, didn't have anything prepared. Actually, we just notice when I was trying to look for our three ways of communicating our content. But um, so I would say, in general, uh, trying to conform to what other people are doing is often a bad choice uh, because everybody is doing it you'll just be one of the rest and always try to be the one that swims the other way. And so for instance, you know, when everybody talks just like email marketing, right? Uh, everybody's like creating the most brilliantly looking uh, uh, newsletters with, uh, they, they personalize it. And they maybe even like have the Myers and Briggs type indicator personality uh, flows in the email and they, they do everything. And it's like the most amazing thing ever. But what you then see is, If you just send a simple white email without any any whatever, any um, design, and it's just simple email, uh, very short, that works like a thousand times better. So as always, I would say, you know, not not always try to be the best, the new, the, it's not always about that. It's more about connecting with people and making sure that that people see you, because if they don't see you, they can't connect with you. So you, you have to stand out. And that's most of the time. To, to stand out, it's, it's you have to do exactly the opposite of what everybody is telling you.
0: I love that. And again, it's I think it's really easy, especially if you're a small business or if you're a marketer, even just you see the shiny object, you're like, oh, that looks good. And it's okay to try. And I believe there's an element of testing. But I also believe there's so much time. I don't know if you agree with me. There's so much time in the day that we can have. And, you know, if we follow and chase everything, then, as you say, like a CEO in itself is a big job. So we need to remember that. It's nice to sleep. It's nice to have boundaries. It's nice to, you know, be able to, to, you know, decorate the office. So we need to bear in mind of all the little things. So I I, I can see that as well because it's a big corporate of a, of a lot of us these days as well. So thank you for uh, like being submitted to a couple of harder questions as well. I know there is no prep, but it's because I like to get the good juices and you yeah, give us I- loads. So you've been excellent. Um, okay. Now, before you leave us, if people want to find out more about, you slash the brand slash everything else. Can you give us two or three places that we can go to find out more and check you out?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so we're Shop Like You Give It M. You can find us at shoplikeygiveitam.com. We're Shop Like You Give It M on Instagram as well. Um, and because we're still not really good at dances, we're not on TikTok. So
0: damn it. All right. Okay. Like Shop Like You Give It Down dance routines coming up soon.
1: I'm <laughs> see,
0: see, you got it already. Perfect. Up next. Thank you so, so much again for joining us. Thank you so much for everything you do and the amazing business that you're building, guys, as well. It's so exciting to see it coming to life. So, thank you for joining us today.
1: It was lovely being here. Thanks so much for
0: having me. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.